A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelist Presents, hypothetically speaking, a Marvel What If podcast. The grand finale, episode number uh, nine. nine. Yeah. No, no? Oh, it's not? It is. Is what? The number between eight and ten. Yeah, I enjoy that you were able to outsmart me because I wouldn't have been able to say any of the, uh, what do you mean no? Nueve. Yeah. New Wave? We're talking about New Wave music now? Oh, I love A Flock of Seagulls, Eddie. That's nice. But, Eddie, before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about episode number nine, do you have the title? You're Peter Melnick. No, I'm talking about the title of the episode, Eddie. What if the Watcher broke his oath? Well, we'll find out by the end of this episode, won't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of all that chicanery and bullshittery and all that other good stuff. And I'm Eddie Wilson. (laughs) You are. Before we get into that, how can people get a hold of us? On them, our social media, as you will say now. Exactly. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Marvelists. You can also find us individually on all social media platforms. I'm on t- uh, Twitter and Instagram at Peter oh. Melnick. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I was going to give you the at The Marvelists. Sure. <laughs> at Peter Melnick, like I said. You can find me at TikTok. I don't really use it much anymore because the site kind of sucks. But at Peter Melnick, but better. You can also find Eddie Wilson on social media. Do that oh. voodoo that you do so well. Uh, yes, it's one part and one herb, and it's Instagram at Eddie9193, and Facebook, oh, Eddie Wilson with the sunglasses. Peaches and Wilson, my favorite uh, soul group of the 1970s. <laughs> hmm. But you can also find us where else? On TuneIn Radio, Stitch Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, which, by the way, that last one, that's what Eddie does every single day. Five days, at least. Well, Oh, so you take your love off on the weekends? You're just like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you got <laughs> a little downtime, sleep in a little. Do you listen to the radio though on the on the weekends? Sometimes. Da 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 <laughs> on the radio. That was bad. Thank, thank you so much. Bad. But well, my my voice is kind of messed up after this weekend, but we will get to that momentarily. But you can also find us on. Uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, five star if you're ever so inclined. And by the way, Eddie, mm-hmm. while I'm walking through the streets of Manhattan, I ended up hearing a child walk by on, I believe, Sunday night. The kid goes talking about a broken ice cream machine at McDonald's, and I was absolutely cackling. My girlfriend and I are walking through, and we just hear broken ice cream machine. And I look to my right, I look at her, she looks at me, and we're just dying laughing from that. So, yes, those broken ice cream machines at McDonald's. Don't work. But you know it doesn't work also? Four stars are below. Five stars are the only way we can get this show going and pumping because you know what it does? What? It tells advertisers out there, potential advertisers, hey, you should check these guys out. They will give you a great time because if we were doing, you know, pills uh, for certain advertisements, you know, certain advertisements about pills, there we go. Easy for me to say. No, it's not. <laughs> Clearly. Blue Chew we'd be talking about, and, you know, I would be making so many giant man puns. Um, yeah, you don't want to be Ant-Man. You want to be Giant-Man in more ways than one. 
bluechew.com promo code uh, the marvelous or something. If we have it, but we don't, so you can't use that yet. But no, I digress. Nothing works. <sighs> Nothing ever works. But you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the marvelists. And for as little as three dollars a month, to as much as <laughs> there he goes messing up the microphone again. What did you say? There he goes messing up the microphone again. Exactly. Well, I'm trying to move away from it as I do that. Yeah, it's not working. Too. <laughs> Hold on. Am I am I away from the microphone that's, now? It's better. Am I away from the good, microphone Good. Good. Yeah. I'll see you later. Am I, wait that's a that's pretty good. Is it better if I open the door? I let. No, probably not. Somebody get closer again. Just I'm sorry, I'm lying. My co- oh no, you're sitting, Eddie. But you can be That's able. One step away from lying. <laughs> <laughs> but Patreon, like I said, those options gets you early access to episodes. They also get you. Well, that's the three dollar tier. You get early access to episodes. God, I am absolutely wrecked from New York Comic Con weekend. <sighs> but I digress. Anyway. $3 gets you early access to episodes and our undying love, gratitude, and affection. And believe me, if you've seen me at New York Comic Con this past weekend, well, there's a lot of uh, gratitude and all that good stuff that you could see in person. I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. Me too. But you can also support the show for $5, and it gets you two bonus shows in addition to everything from the previous tier. Yes, you get early access. You get all that good stuff. But you get... The Fantastic Voyage, where Eddie Wilson and myself talk about all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus what of our little hearts desire, about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's legendary, iconic, and even... Fantastic. Run of... The Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. Please keep that in there every time you do that title. I like that. I like... Because that's honestly, like... That is such big dick energy from the Marvel guys to Stop be able to that. put that in. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. It's like Stan going, you know, we are the world's greatest comic magazine. They started believers. that after, what, issue three, I think, putting that on the I cover. Think, and that's ballsy. It's so ballsy. It's but you right. know what? It's true. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. Anyway, you get that. You get also access to a new show on our podcast. Well, it's kind of new. It's still, you know, it's got that new uh, pod smell. It's called... You haven't read that? Yes, you haven't read that where... Myself and Eddie Wilson talk about comic books that Eddie Wilson has never read, such as The Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, and in honor of spooky season, I'm giving Eddie extra homework. He's going to be doing two series this time, but they're short series, so don't worry. They are The Walking Dead, Volume 1. I think it's Days Gone By. Six issues. Six issues. And the Marvel uh, Zombies. Marvel Zombies by Robert Kirkman. Both by Robert Kirkman, by the way. Five issues? Uh, probably. Okay. Sure. But I should have picked that up for you at Comic-Con. I'm not going to lie. But I had a lot of stuff to carry in my caravan. I had a lot of stuff to bring with me. But I digress. Anyway, uh, in regards to that, you know, we talk about all that stuff. So also support the show at belowthecollar.com slash The Marvelists. And get the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt. Because God willing, if you've made it this far, you are, in fact, Dad Dad Joke joke Immune. immune. See, I was giving you the cue to do it by yourself because I was like, I want Eddie to do it. But... We gotta. We work best in. I just go. We work best in tandem, Eddie. Sometimes. Sometimes. Now stop that. Kidney. It's contagious. That little thing you do. Anyway, so yeah, a lot has has happened. Obviously, we were not able to record this episode in time for you know after the release because I had packing to do. Packing. <laughs> Omg. I, I was literally as of this recording on. October 11th, 
Monday, October 11th. I was still in Brooklyn as of uh, this morning at 9 o'clock, so like I had to immediately peace out and head back here. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a busy weekend. There is oh so much content. Well, there is a decent amount of content that is going to be coming your way from New York Comic Con 2021. And the rest of it, we're not sure how decent. I mean, in all honesty, I, I say that. And I always say we but because I'm here, but I don't mean I wasn't there. I wasn't able to attend. Well, you were there in spirit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I put on a pair of glasses and I said, hi, everyone, I'm Eddie Wilson. But when it came to, you know, a lot of the stuff in regards to this past weekend, and we are going to get to what if, ladies and gentlemen, I assure you. Mm. But New York Comic Con is a kind of a big deal in the tri-state area. When it came to this, you know, it was really cool to be able to see the con experience once again. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know, at the con, although there was a lot of things missing, such as presence from New York, uh, New York mainstay Midtown Comics. So the only comic shop I believe that really represented themselves was St. Mark's Comics over in Brooklyn. Shout out to the boys over there. <laughs> and in regards to, you know, comic publishers, it was all indies, all indies or not like big ones. Like, so you didn't see the distinguished competition have their spot all the way on the left-hand side of the building. You didn't see Marvel represented at all, other than maybe just random stuff. You didn't see a representation of Dark Horse Comics, Image Comics, or Boom Studios. None of the big five were represented. And it was, same with IDW, no IDW. IDW wasn't there, so the big six. A lot of stuff was missing, and it was surprising. But there were, you know, it's a try. It's a trying time, you know. Obviously, with everything and how it is, but they were able to successfully pull off a really good con, and it was. And I had done this as a, a Twitter space the other night, but like you know, in regards to everything that was happening, it was. You've been to New York Comic Con, Eddie. Once. How crowded was it the day you went? How much? How many times did you get bumped into? I. Uh, well, like that's one of the big things you get bumped into. You, you do. You it's it's somewhat unavoidable. Yeah, I was just there one year, and I think it was 2014. It's been I was years bumped, now. I was bumped more outside of the venue, as in on the streets and in the subways, than I was in the actual. Sure, venue, this year which would is surprising. be surprising. Well, it's the exception, absolutely. I yeah. get that, but it's like also at the same time, there's just like a lack of stuff, and it was interesting to be able to do some of the stuff because you know. You really can't do interviews with people because you have to be masked the entire time. Although, if you know certain spots in the building where, you know, it is permittable, you can go off and do that. So we have, you know... Interview in the food court. There you go. Not, not, no, well... Oh. I, I would, you know, it's, no. But in regards to, you know, interview, we got uh, one coming up with uh, Fabi Niciesa. <laughs> and we got one with Mike Kingston of Headlock Comics because they're going to be doing a Kickstarter this week that's going to be launching. And I'll be pledging. And I'm looking forward to it. But there was a lot of stuff that, you know, we see at this show that I cannot get enough of. And that was, you know, the reunion, essentially, of what Comic-Con is. And you're going to hear this um, during the episode with Mike Kingston. I openly start, like, I didn't, but I was dangerously close to tearing up as he's talking about the whole concept of the absentness of the convention scene and seeing your friends, these people you only see once a year where now it's become one year, two years. My friend Daiko, I haven't seen her in two years now, and I was supposed to see her this year. didn't happen. Well, it's tough when you live on the other opposite end of the country. Exactly, but it's like that idea of, you know, you see these people, you know them through the scene, where it's every year. I got to see my buddy Ruben Miranda. 
he you know does a lot of the comic vending and we talked for a little bit and he remarked to me he goes it's not comic-con unless you're here and i said brother i feel the same way about you more so because some of the stuff you've been able to do and enjoy these cons and do these things you've made it a presence in these you know it's it is that sense of family the con scene is a sense of family because you build these relationships these bonds over the years and it's such a great thing and you know I assure you ladies and gentlemen we are going to be getting to what if but there's just certain little things I, I'm, I'm feeling very emotional today it's that, it's that time of the month for me you know I'm very I'm very verklempt ladies and gentlemen you know listen it was going to have to happen in one episode yeah. or another the New York Comic Con recap borderline yes but the other thing about you know like I said that sense of you see these people that you know you become friends with over the years and it's cool it's really cool to be able to experience that build those relationships friendships and my biggest thing that I will recommend to you people out there if you go to a con and you go to Artist Alley support the artists there buy stuff from them buy a print or two talk to them have them sign stuff for you but just be engaged and have a good time talking to them because otherwise it's a really boring job for them being on that end of the table and they don't leave the whole weekend unless, you know, you're just like, well, I got that FU money, you know, from uh, Marvel or DC, so I can just literally walk around and do nothing. But still, you know, come by, sign books for like 10 minutes and leave. But a lot of those guys, they, that's where they are. That's where they are the entire weekend. And so, you know, being able to talk to people like the legendary Jim Shooter, that was uh, – we've had him on the show – and I have asked him about returning to the show, so fingers crossed we will be getting Jim Shooter on the other end of the tin cannon string in the foreseeable future. Again, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. But let's get into a what-if of titanic proportions, gigantic even. I think it's a callback. It's an eminence front. It's not a put-on. It's a put-on. The song is, but that's it. This is where... I, and when I saw the title, I thought right away, what what is he actually going to do? What if the Watcher broke his oath? And he really didn't do much. And he didn't do too much. He, <laughs> a bunch of speaking. He was seen by other characters in this, and he was actually, I guess, really assembling a team in a manner of speaking. Yeah, like like his own version of the Avengers. And it was kind of cool to see. I admit right. that. But we get into, what is it, the first part of uh, Captain Carter and Black Widow in, having an interchange there, discussion, whatever. Um, there was a throwback with Winter Soldier. There was Batroc in there. And the Watcher interferes by saying, you have been chosen. That whole idea of introducing each character through their situation, like it's a recap of, hey, since the last time you've seen these characters, this is what they've been up to. And since this is what they've been up to, we're just going to pull them out of that moment because, well, we're Marvel and we can do whatever the hell we want to do. So, yes. hey, uh, Black Widow, come on over. You know, it's that. They're literally pulling them by the arm and throwing them into a new world. Yeah, and but I think this is Captain Carter that got chosen. Yeah, but it was a lot of the ones. They were just brought all over. The I know, first one. Yeah, she, yeah. And then uh, Star-Lord T'Challa, you have been chosen. And between uh, what there was a uh, interchange or a discourse between Iron Man and Gamora. Gamora, you have been chosen. I like that there were so many callbacks to something that is so fairly recent in our mind's eye in regards to, like, you know, where they're at. Like, for example, you see the scenes with T'Char-Lord, and he, and by the way, it's uh, with a hyphen before R and Lord. Of course. Between R and Lord. As if we didn't know that. But, well, some people do Star-Lord without the hyphen, and that's just that's some damn blatant hyphen disrespect. I'm not a fan of that. That should be a punishable offense. You know, uh, 40 wax with a wet noodle. Mm -hmm. But, 
yeah they uh we end up seeing all the characters be introduced again and brought together in this scene we end up seeing them all talking to the watcher figuring out what this is going to be and i believe uh it's gamora talking with the watcher like you pick these guys uh, wait a second. There was that interchange. Yes, yeah, I picked them. Or no, it wasn't. No, no, no. I think it was. It was definitely the Watcher talking with Doctor Strange. Right. I believe a little bit later on, but but with Iron Man and Gamora, I think there was also a scene of the Infinity Gauntlet. I think it was being lowered, perhaps into some hot boiling liquid. That I was thinking, oh, we're having a meltdown here. We're hot gonna soup coming through. Maybe get the uh, stones out of the gauntlet by melting the gauntlet away. I don't know. But then we also had Eric Stevens, Killmonger being chosen, and Thor, who just kept doing his shtick, and he was essentially grabbed. Um, and and we see the bad Doctor Strange in here as well. What did you think overall of uh, that portrayal of Killmonger in here, where he's like? He's trying to bring up points. He's literally doing what he did in the Black Panther movies of being the devil's advocate for everything going on in their world. He's like, oh, no, no, you really shouldn't do that. You should you know, go with my opinion. Because what, well, what, you're going to do this and then nothing's going to happen? I, I didn't have a feeling either way for him. Just, you know, nothing unusual about so his character. So you're saying it's not unusual? In. Yes, Tom Jones. Thank you. Dun, da, da, dun. And here we have all these members who become the guardians of the multiverse, or try to, versus Ultron. It comes off as, like, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers mashup, which, as I've been watching the MCU over the past, well, almost, I think, 12 years, or it is 12 years now, seeing how everything is told, how everything is done, it's cool to be able to see that element of, actually, now it's 13 years, holy crap. Ooh. Wow, like I, I remember when there was the ten year anniversary in twenty eighteen, and like it mm-hmm. just, God. Anyway, yep. uh, in regards to the mashups and everything, are there members of the Guardians that you could see going over into the Avengers? Because we have characters in the Avengers lineup that would be perfect on the Guardians of the Galaxy. For example, we've had uh, people like Iron Man join the Guardians ranks in the comics. But we never really see any Avengers, or, or Guardians, sorry, Guardians join over to the Guardians. <laughs> Easy for me to say, ladies and gentlemen. No, you t- I do know what you're talking Anytime about. Anytime you but... see a Guardian go over to the Avengers, it's never happened, as far as I can tell. I don't really know who it could be. No, the only I'm... one I could think of would be as a heavy is Drax. Mm-hmm. And that's a big maybe, because you can't see, like, you know... You hear Avengers assemble, and then in the background, mid during that moment, you're, I am Groot. It's like, it's not going to work. But we assure you, he is saying Avengers assemble. Is he really? Okay. Let it be him to give the battle. battle oh, God. I want that panel more than anything. Avengers, I'm Groot. <laughs> I want that so badly now. But yeah, sure, you would. Okay, yeah. It would be funny. You're really whacked out from the weekend, for Oh, you sure. stop that. It would be funny. I suppose. It's I don't know. comedy, Eddie. Yes. Well, the Guardians of the Multiverse, I'm again. i you in front of a brick wall, and you're going to talk in front of people. And you're going to go, what's the deal with airplane peanuts? <laughs> they don't fly. They only fly when they're on the plane. Ah, Elaine! OMG again. Ladies and gentlemen, Seinfeld is on Netflix. Enjoy. And there you go. Versus Ultron and the Infinity Stones. On his armor, a different lineup. Of course, we've got the not-so-nice vision underneath the Ultron outfit, costume, and Thor wants multiverse Chinese food. So... Before they get into their, you know... My biggest regret this past weekend was not getting Chinese food in New York City. 
But you got pizza, I'm sure. Oh, uh, besides did the fact I that get I, pizza? Besides the fact Wilson, that I saw that photograph of, of I got you pizza on. and a bacon, egg, and cheese, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Come on. Not at the same time. You. <laughs> I can't even respond back to that. That's, that's good. I don't know what to say, but... Uh, now, what was this uh, weapon, I think, that they had to possibly help them get back to... St- the Infinity Crusher. I like it, but it just reminded me of, like, a, a the large... Uh, Egg ha- timer. Hadron... Col- <laughs> Stop what? that. It reminded me of, like, the large Hadron Collider, the uh, one that, you know, can be used to create a universe in our world. Like, genuinely, it's, it's mm-hmm. weird science crap, but mm-hmm. it can, like, create, like, a little universe inside of a thing, and... There you go. People are afraid the world's going to blow up because of that. But and what happen. do we have now? I don't know. If, I guess we had it in the previous episode where we saw Thor, who I don't know. He took a different um, lifestyle and yeah, the party, the party Thor, the party Thor, and his battle criers, "Viva Las Vegas." That got a big kick out of me when I heard that. I'm just like, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> you hear Ultron going, "I I never heard that one before." Yeah, right. Exactly. But it, it's just was very difficult because Thor was saying you've been cho- you, that then finally he gets grabbed by the Watcher kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the Soul Stone is what they apparently were going after. They actually did get it. They put it in the Infinity Crusher. That was enough to you know because if you don't have the whole set, well then you're incomplete. You can't have all that power. Oh man, Eddie, what is it like being a completionist too? I really. <laughs> well, that's you're I'm not. Ta- that's you know I'm right. Run. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah, I'm right. You know. Yeah. It's <laughs> hey Eddie, here's a Deadpool book. Oh, no, it's starting again. <laughs> My favorite moment, ladies and gentlemen, because, again, this can be anyone's first, was the day I gave Eddie a Deadpool book. It was the uh, Jerry Dugan run, mm. and I watched Eddie just like, yeah, I guess I'll take it. And then I'm watching like I'm watching him internalize like, hey, Peter, how many Deadpool series are there? And I'm like, <laughs> well, Eddie, there's Deadpool 1997, and then, 19, and then 2000, uh, no, there's so Cable on, and Deadpool so from 2002. And... No, not, not Wait, with you haven't gotten those yet? Cable and Deadpool? No. And no. Eddie. Just straight up Deadpool. Well, Eddie, Cable and Deadpool is a continuation of the Deadpool story. Did you get Agent X, by the way? Oh, I'm ruining his Did I? You're gonna have to look, Eddie. You're gonna have to consult. We shall see. Yeah, Joker's Child's gonna love Eddie though, real soon, probably. Or wherever I patronize. Most likely Joker's Child. But that's quite possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. But we. What else do we have going on this episode? Well, let's see. Soul Stone, Infinity Crusher, then Natasha with the Virus Arrow. Who is it? Is the Virus Arrow is Arnim Zola? In what the virus, it, in the arrow. Real quick, what an interesting thing to do by incorporating the concept of a virus given the times we live in and all that. Because the reason I say that is I recently had a conversation with somebody about Falcon and the Winter Soldier where the Flag Smashers have a whole subplot involving a vaccine that they get because of the blip, because people are dying because of a illness, a virus. Whoa. Yeah, okay. they had to cut that entire subplot. Oh, boy. So when I hear, like, oh, we use a virus to kill these bad guys, can they can they say that? Well, yeah. they did, yeah. And I don't mean it in like in the sense of like, oh no, I'm gonna clutch my pearls. That's gonna offend me. No, like it's pearls. Really? Yeah, it's a term, Eddie. Oh, okay. But it's one of those things where you hear that and you're like, oh, are they really doing that? I don't think that's in good taste. I mean, go ahead and do it, but uh, uh, well, again, com- since since this is uh, yeah. about extinction of everything. Regarding Ultron, that's, that's that everybody gets together, yeah. bad, good, otherwise, and stay, you know against the same 
threat. Yeah, but when it comes to, like, you know, telling a story like that, that's fine to tell that story with that, you know? It might be, quote-unquote, insensitive at that time, but it's not going to be down the line, you know? It's like you have to prepare for future things, you know? Yeah, I just thought of— Well, you said down the line. I thought not not necessarily with you to the end of the line, but the fact that Zola (laughs) was— But that Zola was was uh, you know uh, no longer a living, breathing human being, but a, a an entient being of some computer generated thing. And entient now, or sent- wait, entient? Con- I've never heard that word. You sentient? Mean sentient? Yeah, yeah, sentient. I was like an entient. Yeah. Sorry about the mistake. Eddie, there's a snake in the room. I suppose. And then continued his existence through the virus or being in the virus. That was that was Zola. But then we moved to Killmonger now. In the suit with the stones against Zola. And what? You know, so so here again, perhaps you have Killmonger and not knowing the motives of this character. Right. Flip-flopping, perhaps, yeah. That's that's the thing about a lot of these uh, characters. When you have the uh, quote-unquote flip-flopping of their decisions and their attitudes, it's a, it's a good way to be able to tell that story with what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then... You know, as we get closer to the end of this episode, not any great length uh, different than the other ones, but but the Watcher has a hand in here now, and Str- Doctor Strange as well, or the bad Doctor Strange. And it's it's a redemption for quote unquote bad Doctor Strange, you know. Right, as the heroes get now put back to their own uh, their own worlds. Who did you feel for the most in this uh, part of the story? Because I know who I did. Who did you? Maybe the Peggy car- Carter. Um, sure. Because that line of "Don't you think I deserve a happy ending?" Yep, yep, exactly. That's that's one of those. It's very crushing, but it it bothered me too because you end up getting that one part where she doesn't get her happy ending, but Black Widow did. Hey, we see there's a universe where they're missing a Black Widow. Let's throw you in here. I'm like, right. So wait, one- she couldn't get her happy ending, but she could. Exactly. When we get to the ending parts here and a, a mid credit scene. Um, Which, by the way, I almost skipped. Like, that is one of those, <laughs> I almost skipped. I don't know why. I was just like, eh, I don't need it. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute, there might be a mid credit scene. And there was. At least it didn't go in too far before it came up. But Watcher and Natasha, yes, on the helicarrier and in the world that lost its video. It's, it's the video? Where'd that come from? Video killed the radio star. That's where that went to, I suppose. Video killed and the world the radio that lost star. It's widow. No video. Well, <laughs> wait. Black widow killed the radio star. Who'd she kill? Mm, lots and lots. She's got a lot of red in her <laughs> ledger. Remember? Yeah. On Blu-ray now. Thank you very much. Although I picked mine up and it's a red case. Oh, you got the Blu-ray version? I did. Eddie, you're doing Blu-ray now? Well, if mm. it plays in the machine, I guess I can do this. Do Black Friday. I'll uh, give you a hint on Black Friday with some of the other Marvel movies you're missing on Blu-ray. On, yeah. Well, yeah. Because Black Friday, they always have good deals for that. Might so. be time for a new player. I'll give you a recommendation off mic. Oh, anyway. goody. Okay. Yeah. And the mid credit scene, Captain Carter versus Batroc. Oh, I thought the mid credit scene was me helping you buy a Blu-ray player. Eddie, you no, put the that disc would in be here, <laughs> and then you go, you asshole! I know how to use a Blu-ray player. And <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I mean Eddie Wilson will return. Peter Melnick won't because Eddie ringed his neck repeatedly. <laughs> no, three question marks after it. Peter Melnick? <laughs> no, you just see you wringing my neck. Uh, anyway, like Frankenstein wringing the neck of Igor, or Homer and Bart. Yeah, okay, whatever you like. 
As you wish. Captain Carter Aww, versus... Aw, he loves me, ladies and gentlemen. And then <laughs> Batroc is zapped by the widow, who helps out in the scene. And, and it looks like, uh, what is it, Hydra Stomper? Which I had not okay, too, so too well remembered at the end there. It's one of those things, like, he literally was not able to give her her happy ending. But he was like, no, you are getting a happy ending. Just just hold on. Just calm, calm the hell down. <laughs> You're getting one. Don't worry. Go, go, go have fun. See you later. Hey, just to let you know, she's going to have a happy ending. Thank you. I'm the Black Widow. That was him talking to her. There you go. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think I had was, to frame it for the audience at home. Didn't Captain Carter say a Hydra Stomper? And then the line that comes to her, and there's someone inside. Would have been funny if like, a skeleton fell out. <laughs> Well, we don't see what is inside, who's inside. The Hydra Stomper does not open. We know who's on first. But we feel, I don't know. Wait, that's third base. Why? Isn't that in the outfield somewhere? Okay, good group. Someone inside who will be presumably Steve Rogers. Captain Carter gets her happy ending. And everybody goes home happy. So overall, uh... I still stand by my opinion of what if. Like, most of the series is okay at best, but there's been a lot of misses more. But this was a phenomenal ending to the series. Nice wrap-up, I think. So, bringing back the characters all along, mostly, I believe. I think you even had some zombies Yeah, in it was, a, pe- it was, in a piece again, of this. Yeah, in a piece of this. Oh, jeez. Think okay. about it like this. You ended up taking a season of nine episodes, doing enough world-building where you can have callbacks... And a one-episode reference, a reference to one episode, can be called back later on in an episode, and it makes perfect sense. Like I said, remember we were talking about last episode with uh, Party Thor with the I Love Science tattoo with the uh, magnifying glass or the something, yeah, microscope? Well, he still has that in this. So you have those little references, those little Easter eggs references to each individual show. And I like that. I think that's very – it's smart world-building. Because world building is what this is supposed to be, and if you do it right, you're doing it right. Yep. And if you put them all together, all these nine episodes, you'll get two usual length Marvel movies, I think, something like that. I would say so, yeah. But over overall, you know, again, it's not the perfect show, and like we, I think we both are in agreement about that. It's not perfect. You're more so. You're like, eh, it's whatever. You know, you're enjoying it because it's Marvel. But I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's not going to be my cup of tea. Personally, I'm more excited for Hawkeye. Hawkeye is one of those shows where I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's tailor-made for what I'm into. Not Taylor Ham, tailor-made. Taylor Swift. I knew that you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> sure. No, that's not Cher. Um, she did Babe. I was here first, though. You walked in, by the way. That is true. See? Okay. But yeah, overall, uh, excellent, excellent finale for something that, you know... It had still had so much promise. <laughs> it hits on a lot of the movies, the things that we do know from having watched all these things on the cinematic uh, universe and I so don't on. Know much, but we know it's Aaron Neville again, and that may be too much. <laughs> that too. You go but, too far. But yeah, overall, you know, for what it was, it was good and very enjoyable for what they're trying to accomplish with this. So. This episode gets a solid recommend from me, and if you have, you know, obviously if you've made it this far, well, we spoiled the whole episode for you, and if you haven't seen it, you know, shame on you. 
You I think dumbass. by now you get the idea. <laughs> you little pooper. I think we know by now that if you're listening to the episode, it's what we're talking about. If you haven't seen it, then you might want to, you know. Well, not... no, Eddie. What if the person is like going using... in the reverse order? No, or even Ooh. what if they're going to sleep and the the podcast is still playing in their playlist, their little cue. They wake up, you know, in a cold sweat, like, ah! and then you just hear, and then Agent Carter does the thing with his stuff, and they're like, ah! <laughs> no, that's not. That's not even a thought. How dare you? Maybe it could. You know, what if, Eddie? That's the question we're posing. We're out of what if at the moment. Well, until January. But January. I think it is. I want to say, is Eddie, you'll look it up later. But, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps this episode up for today. We're going to be dropping a lot of stuff coming in the next few weeks. October is a busy season for us, but somehow we have content. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! I don't know why I went louder on that one. Anyway. On its way to a Muppet thing, it sounded like. Oh, I did an Excelsior when I was at Comic-Con, by the way. I said, pretend Eddie Wilson said Excelsior. (laughs) What if? Okay. Anyway, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Thanks for listening. Well? Why not?